Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as usual, for those who are in the L.A. area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including all of those right here in the absolute beautiful, wow, we can get some cool weather, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Now, you can call in and listen in to the show, or if you have a question or comment, press 1, and that will let producer kind of know that you would like or that you would like to speak to me. And she will be opening up the chat room shortly, so if you'd like to log in there and listen in to the show and post any questions or comments, please feel free to do so. Yes. There are certain days when you just got to get the mouth and the thoughts to coordinate together. (laughs) So today, the episode is called Go There, Just Don't Pitch a Tent. And what I mean by that is that it is human nature to react instinctively. Now, those instincts may be based on things we've learned. Those instincts may be based on things we've experienced. And sometimes it's just primal response. Something happens that is frightening, of course you're going to be afraid of it. Something happens that creates anger in you, of course you're going to feel anger. These emotions aren't bad. No emotion is bad. The question is, what do we do with it? And so today we're going to be talking about what it is that we can do to identify first what is our reaction, because the reaction may not always be what it first seems to be. Someone may react with anger when they're actually in fear. Someone may react with anger and they're actually feeling guilt about something. So whatever the first reaction is, it's not always exactly what's going on. But it's important to acknowledge what that reaction is, to acknowledge that it's real, to acknowledge that it's valid. Then when we've identified what our reaction is, what our real reaction is, then we can shift ourselves into a place of choosing action. And there's a big difference between reacting and choosing action. When you choose action, that means you're taking time to think about it. Okay, this is my circumstance. And it's lousy and it's upsetting to me, and I need to change this. This has to change. So what will create the change that I want? And sometimes that can be a real challenge. When we're overcome by something, when we're overcome by either, you know, we're just so tired, exhaustion can really interfere with our ability to be able to choose action. Most often when we're really exhausted, we react. So you take a look at how you're feeling in any given moment. Take a look at what's going on around you. Do you have a really good reason for reacting? 
often it could be anything from just being stressed out to being in grief. You know, if something has happened that has really just, you know, created a huge grief within you, you could be mourning the loss of someone. You could be mourning the loss of a job. You could be mourning the loss of a relationship. You could be mourning the loss of just an expectation that you had, a hope you had. Maybe you thought things would be easier, and it turned out that they weren't. You know, there's Murph, one of Murphy's laws is that if you believe things is accounted for and everything is running smoothly, obviously there's something you don't know about. And that is one that I'm constantly reminding myself of because I know it's not just me that everybody has times where it's like, wait a minute, I had everything taken into account. It was all lined up, and then it's like something just happens and everything shifts. And then not only don't you get what you were looking for or what you expected to happen, it goes in the totally opposite direction, and it creates an upsetting situation or a frightening situation or an infuriating situation. So when we take a look at what it is that we experience and what that experience does within us, how do we feel about what it does within us? That's a really very powerful moment. It is a powerful moment when we realize, you know what, there's something within this that I cannot deal with right now. Because just admitting that you're not in control can actually be a step towards control. Feeling that sense of, of, of loss, of confusion, of isolation, of being overwhelmed, just by saying, you know what, I have not got this, often that can be the thing that allows some of the pressure to release. The next thing that can allow the pressure to release is when you find somebody who you can talk to about it, who you can, you know, who can just hold that for you. And you go up to him and say, I just, I, I do not have it. I am, this is not working for me. I'm upset. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm scared. Whatever it is you're feeling, just put it out. Because that's the person who will sit and go, okay, all right. They're not going to try to fix you. They're going to listen to you. They're going to hear where you're at. They're going to hear what you have to say. Because if you go up to somebody and say, you know what, I'm just having the worst time, I'm not feeling good, and you've got somebody who immediately, before you get that out, starts telling you, well, what you need to do is, see, that's not the person you talk to right at that point. You know, you you save them for somebody you go to a movie with or maybe, you know, go out and have some coffee with or whatever. In that moment, what you need is to be able to Say what you're feeling. Say what the reaction is. Because once you figure really out what the reaction is, that's when you can choose action. That's when you can say, okay, I know what I'm feeling, but what else do I know about this situation? And once you start kind of picking it apart and going, okay, this is the part that's upsetting me. These are the pieces that are creating you know, this feeling that I'm having, this reaction, now I can let the reaction go. Because often the main reactions we have are fear, they're anger, 
or just feeling overwhelmed, feeling, you know, almost like you're drowning, feeling like, you know, you're sucked under and, and you can't. There's, there's an experience of when you're underwater and it's dark. You honestly don't know. If you don't have a light, you, you could actually be swimming deeper thinking you're swimming up. And, and they've had cases where this happens. So when you're stuck in it, when you're, when you're in that place of emotion, when you're in that place of being overwhelmed, it's sort of like swimming in the dark because you don't know which way to go, but you know you need to get out from wherever you are. What they tell people is that if you get in that situation, if, if you don't know which way is the surface of the water, stop moving. Go limp. Hold your breath. You've got enough breath. Hold it. And what will happen is your body will automatically start moving in the direction it needs to go. So the lesson from that is when you have a situation where you don't know what to do, do nothing. Stop. And allow yourself to just relax completely. Surrender just enough to that moment to where it starts to ease back. And when that happens, you can start bringing choice in. You can think through the situation. When, when we're overwhelmed with emotion, we can't think because we're dealing with an adrenaline surge. When that happens, you have a huge adrenaline surge. You go into fight, flight, or freeze. And sometimes you switch around between them. Sometimes, you know, all you want to do is run. All you want to do is get out. And then in the next moment, you could be, you know, somebody stands in front of you and you're ready to, you know, to fight them like a tiger. And when we're in that situation, it is really hard. You know, I'm not saying, you know, it's like, okay, well, let yourself choose action. I'm not saying that because it's easy. I know it's not easy because I'm here to tell you I've been there myself. I've been in that place where it's you just don't know what to do. You can't catch your breath. It can trigger an anxiety attack. And when you reach that place, it's really hard to get that clear thought. And you can do it. It is not, no matter what you're dealing with, it is not bigger than you. It is not more powerful than you. It just is overwhelming. And... When I say, you know, go there, just don't pitch a tent, allow yourself to experience the reaction because it is how you authentically feel in that moment. If you're saying, I am scared, that's what you authentically feel. You don't need anybody telling you, oh, well, you're not really scared. You're just this, you're just that. No, you're scared and you have a good reason to be scared. If you're sad and that's what you feel, you have a good reason for it. It would be natural to feel that in a moment. If you get a call and find out something bad happened to someone you love, your reaction is grief. Your reaction is shock. Your reaction is pain. And, oh, my gosh, it makes sense. Don't feel that you cannot be your authentic self. And being your authentic self means that who you are in that moment is exactly who you need to be. 
And what you're feeling in that moment is what you need to feel. And remember that that moment's going to pass. That's where the don't pitch a tent comes in. You can go there. You can experience it, but you don't have to stay there. You don't have to decide that that's your reality. You know, there there are times when, you know, I deal with folks who not only did they pitch a tent, they laid down some concrete foundation. They built themselves a, a vacation home. And they said, well, you know what, I'm going to just live here. And while that's a choice, they can choose that. It's not something I'd recommend because, believe me, it's not a good neighborhood. When you decide you're going to to set up housekeeping in fear, if you're going to set up housekeeping in anger, you experience it. And then you realize, okay, what else is going on? I've talked about the idea of sort of a council in your mind and and the manifestation of my love is there, the manifestation of my fear. And and I picture them as, you know, these these individual consciousness beings. So if I'm sitting at a big table and I look over and my fear is sitting there and it's like, you know, raising its hand, it's like, okay, fear, you've got the floor. What have you got? And fear is like, oh, my gosh, we are so dead. We are, this is going to be horrible, and, and here's this reason and this reason and this reason, and we are messed up, and there's no hope, and, 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 and it's just going to get worse. And I let fear run with it. And I sit there, and I picture myself, because I'm the president of, the, of that council. And I go, okay, all right, what else you got, fear? Well, what about this and this, and this happened years ago, and what about this and what could happen? It's like, okay. And eventually fear runs out. It's like, okay, you've said your piece. You've got everything out. Yes. I immediately thank fear for bringing all this to the attention of the council. And it's, you know, because fear has a tough job. Fear has to, you know, fear is always the rain at the parade and on the picnic. And, and, and you know, fear has a tough job, but fear also helps keep us safe. Fear means we don't put a sack on our head and walk out onto the freeway. Because fear says that's a bad idea. Bad things will happen. We haven't done it before, but we can know that bad things will happen with that. So fear wants to protect us. Well, then it's like, okay, heard from fear. Anger, what have you got? Because I know anger's got something to say. And anger's going to say it's like, well, we wouldn't be in this situation if this didn't happen and that person didn't do this and this person didn't do that and da-da-da-da. So I let anger have its run. And it's like, okay, anger, thank you very much. Thank you, because I know you're trying to protect us. Awesome, thank you. Then I turn to love, that ultimate manifestation of love inside me. And it's like, okay, love, what's your vote? How how are you feeling on this? And love smiles and says, you know what, we're going to be okay. We've always been okay. You know, we, you know it, it gets bumpy, but, you know, we've got lots of good folks who, who think the world of us. And and we know that we can call any one of them, and they're going to be there for us. And we know we love ourselves. And we know, you know, Creator loves us. Because, and however you envision that, however your council envisions that, that concept of God, Creator, the universe, Allah, Buddha, whatever. But see, love is also carrying that connection. And so love's always going to say, hey, we're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. And it's like, thank you, love. I appreciate that. 
you know, and, and, and I go through, you know, my insecurity, my hope, my ability to trust, my happy inner child, my wounded inner child. Everybody gets a vote. But see, they all each only get one vote. Fear only gets one vote. Now, sometimes fear can get anger to vote with fear. But everybody only gets one vote, and that would only be two votes. But then when, you know, you think about all the other parts of you, so you realize all of you doesn't feel that way. All of you is not in the reaction. Only those parts like fear and anger because they get overwhelmed because, like everybody else, they want the body to be okay. They want the person to be okay. But you hold the gavel. You are president of the council. Nobody gets the final vote but you. And you listen to what all those parts of you have to say and say, you know what, I want to thank everybody for your input, just like any other committee. You know, if you're, if you're a good person leading a committee, you hear out what everybody has to say. And then you go, okay, based on everything that's been presented, here is the decision. And everybody, we're going to be all right. You may not be happy with the decision because, you know, if you want to act and, you know, step up, fear is not going to be supporting of that. But I tell you what, fear will appreciate that you heard it out. It's like, fear, I know you're not going to be happy with this, but I promise you, we're going to be all right. And fear will say, well, okay, I'm not happy, but thank you for hearing me out. Because once we have a chance to take the power away from the fear inside of us, that means that the other members of the council can vote that the other parts of your spirit, your mind, can say, okay, all right, let's think this through for a minute. Let's, let's take a look at this. I know, you know, we got fear going, but let's take a look at really what's going on. Let's break this down. We each have that logical part inside of us. We have that part that manages and organizes and, and deals with logistics and, and, and makes sure that, you know, there, that's the one that makes sure that, you know, we unplug the iron before we leave or that we, you know, make sure our phone is charged up or make sure that the bills are paid. You know, we have that part inside of us that just takes care of all the little details. That's when that part comes forward and says, okay, yeah, you know, we've got a situation here. So let's take a look at, you know, what have we, what have we got to work with? What are our resources? What are, what are the things we need to take care of? And then you let that part come in. And you let that part come forward and say, all right, how can we fix this? What is the situation? What is it that we're calling for here? Is it that we, and, and maybe what's called for is, all right, we need a crying jag like nobody's business. Or we need to go scream into a pillow for about half an hour. Or we need to go buy a whole bunch of cheap dishes from, from Savers or Goodwill, put them in a bag, and go hit it with a hammer. We need to move this energy somehow. Maybe, you know, maybe it's needed for you to go and hang out by the beach. Or maybe to go to a movie that makes you laugh so hard you can't even catch your breath. Or makes you call up that one person who you know is going to have you giggling and laughing you know, in, in just a couple of minutes, and suddenly things aren't so quite so bad. Feeling is denied, or when a feeling is suppressed, it becomes that much more powerful. Our fear becomes so much more powerful when we try to, to lock it away. 
because it's only going to get more forceful because it's only going to feel more threatened at that point. When we acknowledge, you know what, I'm really feeling scared or I'm really feeling overwhelmed, just saying I feel overwhelmed opens the doorway to be able to let us work through it. When that happens, when we acknowledge I'm scared, I'm upset, I'm overwhelmed, all of a sudden that's like the sunlight coming in through the water and you can see which way it goes up. Another thing you can do, exhale and you see where the bubbles go. If the bubbles go, yeah, because the bubbles are never going to go down, if you let out just a little bit of breath and the bubbles are always going to go up, so you follow those. There's always a path. There's always something there. You may not be able to see it right away, but there's always something there that shows you, you know, how to get out of the tunnel. And when that, you get that little spark of light, it may just be a tiny little spark. It may be just saying, you know what, this is lousy, but I've been in worse situations, and if I could survive it then, I can survive it now. You remember how strong you are because pretty much we have almost always had something worse that has happened to us. If you survive that, you can survive this. You can reach out and say, you know what, I need to reach out to one of my friends. Or even if it's an 800 number, a crisis line, you know, that you call up, you know, you contact your church, contact, you know, any type of of, of like a group that focuses on helping people through grief, helping people through fear. You can call a crisis line and you can say, hey, you know, depending on what you're dealing with, if you're dealing with grief of a loss, you call up a grief counseling line. You know, you can you can go online and look up, you know, just type in grief and it will show you all kinds of resources. You could probably type in I'm scared and the Internet will pop out. The Internet has the collective knowledge of everything. Everything that we know, everything that we have known is somewhere on the Internet, and I don't mean Wikipedia because people can muck with those. Don't be trusting Wikipedia as your total source. And you can be able to find resources to get help because the most important thing for you to remember is that you're not alone. The most important thing for you to remember is that there are people around you who will reach out to you if you just let them. Don't worry that you're always the strong one and you don't want them to think you're weak. That's ego. Let that go. You know, ego has a vote on the council too. You don't you definitely don't want to give ego the gavel, okay? We do not want to put ego in charge because what ego does, it says, I can deal with this on my own. I don't need help. I don't need people, you know, knowing that I'm feeling insecure. You know what? Everybody feels insecure. Everybody feels like they don't know what to do sometimes. And when you find it within yourself to admit that you don't have it all together, that you don't have all the answers, that you need help, help comes to you. Reach out. You know what? If, if if you can't think of anybody else to reach out to, reach out to me. Send me an email. You can reach me through my website, 
at the-healing-house.com. And go to my website. There will be contact information for me. Contact me because I I will listen and we can talk. And it's going to be okay. And see, I don't say that just like people feel better. Honestly, I don't because I don't believe in it. What I believe is that for a fact, ultimately, we're going to be okay. One, because more than likely it has been worse and you made it through that. And some people have been through lives that, I mean, that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Some people have stories that will just break your heart in half and, and, and just leave you speechless. And it's not about comparing. But as human beings, we have an unbelievable ability to survive. Folks have survived stuff that, you know, you just can't even get your head wrapped around it. And yet they survive because the human spirit survives. There is nothing more powerful than you are. Sometimes you, we forget. We forget how powerful we are. We forget how loved we are. And you know what? It's human nature to forget sometimes. We all forget sometimes. But then we find the people who remind us. We find the people who let us know, you know what? It's okay. You were strong for me another time. I'm going to be strong for you now. You know, we can, we can do this. We can make it through this. Because we are community. We are communal creatures. We don't do as well alone. I mean, yes, everybody needs their alone time. And, you know, I live in a cabin up in the mountains. So, yes, and I appreciate that. And most of my time is spent working with people, spending time with people, helping people out, being helped out by people because, you know, there's a lot of times folks, you know, they, they're there for me. You know, I've, I've been through some hard stuff. And right when it was at the hardest, that's when I found out how much people cared about me and how much I mean to them. And, you know, when it's like I don't even ask. They just know I'm having a hard time and they're there for me. And they'll be there for you too. And, yes, right now we live in a world that seems to be taking a vacation from sanity. And we're going to be okay because it's been worse before. It's been pretty bad. We, this country has been through some really bad stuff. And we made it through all of it. And, yes, sometimes the, the darker half of humanity comes out and we get scared and, and we don't trust. And, and you know, it's, it becomes an us versus them thing. You know what? We survive a lot better as us, all of us, and we can do that. We can remember that someone does is not who they are. If someone is a, a liberal or a conservative, they're also a whole lot of other things. They're also a friend. 
they're also a musician or they're also someone who can make balloon animals. What someone chooses to feel about something is not all of what they are. So keep that in mind. If somebody is, you know, if one person out of a group does something, that doesn't mean that everybody is that way. So go of the fear. And while fear serves a very important part on the council, fear does not belong as president. So don't be afraid. Because once we can stop being afraid, we can be able to go there but not pitch a tent. So I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for sharing another Thursday with me. I will be back next week, and we will be sharing some more time and talking about some other stuff. And we're coming up next month. At the end of next month is the five-year anniversary for Healing House Radio. And keep posted because some very exciting stuff is going to be coming up. Big changes, big shifts. A little bit scary, but kind of roller coaster scary. See, that's when scary is great, when it's roller coaster scary. So hang in there. You're going to be okay. Reach out if you need to. So until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you opportunities to both react and then to choose action because you can do it, and I believe in you. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care, everyone.